live from the Burr House inside Bridgestone Arena. This is Justin Bradford, and joining me is Sam Fleming. A special Hockey Day in America episode of Preds Extra coming for you. And we are going to talk all things hockey, not just Music City, but in America to celebrate Hockey Day in America. We want to make sure we run it out with, with junior coverage, high school coverage, college hockey, sled hockey, officiating, women's hockey, everything that we can talk about, Sam, we're going to cover today. Absolutely. And first and foremost, happy Hockey Day in America to everybody. Such a special sport and great to see it grow in the city of Nashville. And thanks for tuning in with us. And thanks for having me, Justin. I'm looking forward to talking about all those topics. Absolutely. So let's go ahead and kick it right off with a special guest. We have Allie Lacombe joining us, and she's about ready to hit the bench. Uh, Coach in a junior Preds game. So, Allie, welcome to the show. Hi, Justin. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So just tell us right now, I mean, it's Hockey Day in America. What are you about to do? <laughs> I am about to coach our U19 girls uh, travel team against the St. Louis Blues AAA program, and we are in St. Louis here um, on the big NGHL playoff weekend for the Granado Cup. Um, so, yeah, I have two teams here and loaded with girls hockey games. And it's really great to see that. And obviously, we appreciate you joining us, too, just with this. What does it feel like for you as a coach to know that you're helping to develop the future of hockey? I mean, it's awesome. The The best gift I have is giving my love for the game back to these girls and hopefully teaching them a few things along the way. Um, as a coach, we just try to support them, you know, encourage them, build character, and push them on to the collegiate level. And I think... That's the goal for all these girls is to play college hockey. So it's just showing them the path and helping them get there. Allie, thank you for joining us here today, and thank you for all you do for the game of hockey. And you talked about uh, girls' college hockey. I know that the Country Classic was just here back in November, and we saw a lot of girls come out to watch some of their uh, idols play at the college level. Just talk about how much that meant to have the NCAA Women's Division One for the top teams in that uh, in that NCAA level come to Nashville. Yeah, it was incredible. That weekend was something so special for all girls of all ages, and especially our older ones who aspire to play at that level. Um, and just to really see the speed, the grind, um, the finesse of these women athletes, I think was really eye-opening and really inspiring for them. Um, professionalism. Fordyce did a great job hosting it. Um, the officiating was amazing, and just the tournament all around. It was so special for them to see, and hopefully for the little girls in town to, to really want to be that someday. Um, you have to see it to know you can do it, and then just instill that dream in them. It, it was really cool. Yeah, it was a very fun weekend to see, and obviously great to see it grow the game here in this area. One other thing I really wanted to ask you, you're coaching the Nashville Junior Predators, which the organization has grown a lot over the years. Total Package Hockey, TPH has come on board. What is your vision for the future as a Junior Predators coach? What would you like to see this program do on down the line? Yeah, absolutely. TPH and Junior Preds has been so supportive um, of adding our girls' program uh, into their programming. Our, our girls' director, Callie Singletary, and I really have a, a long-term plan for Nashville and the growth of it. And we would love to have a juniors team, a U19. You know, the Tier 1 status is something we aspire to get to eventually. But, again, for us, it's about development, about the girls. So we would love to have girls' teams at every age level, U12, U14, U16, U19. Um, but for now, we're... We're focusing on development and getting girls to the next level, and that's with their on-ice or off-ice training and 
with what we do and the culture that we build and people are taking notice, I, I don't think it'll take long before we get a huge influx Again, of Allie players. Le- um, yes. Oh, sorry about that. It broke up for a little bit. Again, Allie Lacombe joining us. She is a coach with the Junior Predators and also a director at the Labs, played college hockey, played professional hockey. So let's jump and change gears here, Allie. Uh, you, you got the chance to play college hockey at Syracuse, had a, a pretty good career there as well. What yeah. was that experience like for you playing college hockey and, and playing it at, at Syracuse? Yeah, Syracuse at Division One was amazing. Um, we had a pretty tough schedule, and we got better as the years went on, you know, we beat top 10 teams like Boston College and um, North Dakota and, and stuff like that. But the program has grown since then, just to really become known as a hockey school. Um, I had a great education, great experience playing at that collegiate level and made lifelong friends. Um, yeah, I couldn't ask for more from Syracuse. And how did that help prepare you just in terms of what you want to do? Because you're making such an impact locally and in other places as well with hockey. How did just playing Division One college hockey help prepare you for becoming a coach, for helping to develop young players? Yeah. Um, some people don't know, but the grind of playing a Division One sport and going to school and, I mean, I had a part-time job also in college, and you're balancing an entire full work schedule while maintaining your peak athletic performance at all times. So it really taught me how to manage my time, you know, the work ethic that needs to put in, your attention to detail, um, competitiveness, even in the workplace and your internships. um, All of it goes hand in hand and definitely helps in what I do now. And I think just you really find your passion for the game. And once you're done, you kind of, like, what do I want to do with that passion now? And it's definitely pass it on and give it back to the hockey world um, through teaching girls and, like, showing them, like, this is where hockey can take you. Here's how you get it there. Like, and I hope they love it just as much as I do and, and go on to be coaches themselves one day. So. And so you also had an opportunity to play with the Connecticut Whale in the NWHL. You had a PTO. You played two games. You got an assist there. What was it like for yeah. you to get that opportunity to play professional hockey? I mean, you played college, you've coached now, and then you got the opportunity to play professional hockey. What was that experience like for you? You know, it was it was so awesome. I, I It's hard to talk about without me smiling over the phone. <laughs> it was such a great experience and such like a fast-paced game. And I, I played in Europe, played in Asia, but my goal without taking it to the Olympics was to play professionally in the United States of America, and I've never done that. And uh I couldn't turn down the opportunity to go do it, and it was it was fast, it was fun, like just competing on the ice again. It was it was an honor, and I had a blast. The girls were great, the coaches were great, um, and it, yeah, it was super fun. And so, looking at the future and, and what's ahead and everything too, we've seen so much growth in hockey. But what's really important too is seeing we, we talk about hockey is for everyone. We want to see more young girls out there on the ice and making sure it's available to them and knowing that they have an opportunity to not just play hockey, but see that they can play college hockey, they can play professional hockey. And we're seeing that grow so much here in the past few years. And it's obvious too that the the women's team winning has had a big impact. It obviously had an impact in the, in the late '90s, early 2000s, and then just recently when the U.S. women beat Canada to win gold uh, over in Pyeongchang. What have you seen in terms of the growth of more young girls wanting to play hockey just because of some of these big events like that? Yeah, it's huge. I mean, kind of like I said before, is that you have to see it to know you can do it, and and to have it on the national media stage has been huge. 
um, with Kendall winning fast skater with the girls in ECHL skills competition, the NHL Grand Prix, the Olympic Games. I mean, all those things that young girls are growing up seeing on TV and on, you know, on social media with their parents now see, and I think for moms too, seeing how fast and safe hockey is, it, it's actually a safe sport, it's fun, it's for girls, and I think the parents are now realizing, oh yeah, my daughter could go do this. She's, you know, athlete. Um, and they're such great role models of what they do in the communities also. So it's, yeah, it's them getting in the door, it's knowing they can do it, and then having role models to, to look up to. It's been a recipe for success, and I just can't wait to see the future holds for women's hockey. Allie, I had one question with it being Hockey Day in America, and I know you've been around hockey for a while. Do you have a favorite memory from playing hockey, or is it too hard to pick one? <laughs> oh, gosh. I do. I Actually, my all-time favorite memory, I mean, there's so many, honestly. Some bad, some funny, some great. Um, one moment I'll never forget was my dad. I'm from Minnesota, and he drove up to Syracuse in a blizzard on my senior night. And I, I get emotional talking about it, but he, you know, snowstorm, 18 hours, he, he made it to the game, and I scored right in front of him on the glass, and, like, he starts choking up, and I start tearing up, and I went over and, you know, hugged him on the glass or high-fived on the glass, and we have that photo framed in our house, and it was just such a special moment. Like, my dad gave up so much for us to hockey as kids, and just to give that little glimpse of moment back to him, like, it, it, was, it was awesome. So I'll never forget that. <laughs> That's what it's all about right there. That's hockey. That is hockey. Yeah. Oh, man, I love yeah. that. I love that. Absolutely. So, it, it, Without the parents, none of this would be successful. Oh, so. the, the sacrifice that parents have to make all the time. We, do, we don't see that people outside of the sport, and every sport has different sacrifices, but hockey, just because of the limited ability of, for, yep. for, of having ice and everything, sometimes just makes it you know a bigger sacrifice, and it's great to, to hear these stories and the, the commitment that parents have. And, and so to, to close up the interview as well, because people learn so much when they get into the sport, just about the different U levels in terms of juniors and everything. If there's one thing to help educate a general audience of just hockey fans about how many different levels of junior there are and how many different levels there are to help build and grow and continue the sport, what is one thing you'd like people to know about how the sport continues to grow? For me, it's that everybody's path is different, boys and girls, and girls and boys are so different too. Like my brother played hockey, so I kind of, and I have cousins that play currently at a high level. Everybody's path is different. It all comes down to development. Are you doing what's best for the kids? And are they getting rest and, and proper amount of ice time and off ice training? And can they train? So I think as they go up, it doesn't matter if you make an A or a B team or your triple A or double A. It's about what, who you are as a person and your character, what you put in, um, and the work that you do when no one's watching. You can skate five days a week and do all these things, but if you're not a good student, if you don't eat well, if you don't sleep well, if you don't train well, those things will never translate into your game. So to get to the highest level, you just have to be the best player on the ice at every level that you play at and to be seen. So even though we're in the South, we have kids committing Division Three ACHA left and right girls like because they're good and they're getting seen in the right places and talking to the right people. So... I mean, I just think that with the junior teams, there's so many different levels of play, and obviously, hockey's a lifelong sport. Like, you just want to play and have fun, and play. we're all going to the same place, and it's men's league. <laughs> so, um, eventually, we'll all get to men's league. So it's just, what's the quickest route to get there? Probably not the quickest, but as long as you're having fun, 
and you love the game and it's, it's you know you can give back i think yeah everyone's path is different it's, it's about development so love it hopefully love that answered your question oh it absolutely <laughs> did that right there great words from someone you know is a great coach because those are the inspirational words people thank need you. to hear. Allie, thank you so much for your time. Good luck in the game. Yes. Go out there and, and get the dub and representing Nashville. Tell, make sure yes. all the girls, we're so proud of them and how they represent, you know, not just Nashville, but all the South out there too. We're so proud of every, all the work they put in. So thank you so much again for your time. Thank you so much, Justin, and I appreciate you having me on, and good luck, and thanks for all that you do for hockey in the South. Absolutely. Folks, Allie Lacombe, she is a coach with the Junior Predators. She helped, she helps run the lab as a coach there. She played a few games with the Connecticut Whale, the NWHL. She played her college hockey at Syracuse. She is good for the game, Sam. So amazing for the game. Absolutely. And it's great to hear how much of a vision she has for the Absolutely. game, especially with the Junior Preds, coaching girls. And it's great to see how much girls hockey has grown in Nashville, especially with the Country Classic. Absolutely. Up next, we're still live from the Bear House inside Bridgestone Arena. We're going to talk with Sam Fleming, who is a former high school player and now a current high school hockey coach. Up next on Preds Extra, a special Hockey Day in America edition here on ESPN 1025 The Game. And welcome back to a special edition of Preds Extra Hockey Day in America. Justin Bradford, Sam Fleming coming to you from Barrow House here inside Bridgestone Arena. And my guest for the segment is going to be Sam Fleming. And Sam, I got to say, we are not going to talk about Kale McCarr in this segment. Uh, he's sorry, he's not American. <laughs> so I'm talking about him. But, but Sam Fleming, he played his high school hockey in GNASH, the Greater Nashville Area Scholastic Hockey. So what we want to do is, today is cover as much we, as we can of American hockey. And we talked about the junior preds. We talked some, so we talked junior hockey. We talked college hockey. We talked professional women's hockey. Now let's talk some high school hockey and prep hockey with you, because not only are you a former player, you're now a current coach. So Sam, you had a pretty impressive career <laughs> playing high school hockey for Endsworth Goodpasture and a couple other Endsworth, well, mostly Endsworth, a couple of co-ops there, but. Sam Fleming here had 112 points in 62 games played. <laughs> pretty impressive. Pr pretty impressive for the regular season stats for sure. <laughs> um, but so thankful for my time playing at Ensworth because high school hockey has grown so much in this area. And when I first started playing, it wasn't as big. But throughout the years, it just continued to grow more and more and more teams and more people came to play and more student sections and fans came out to watch. So, And it's great to see where G-Nash is at today, right now. And as we look at this too, high school hockey is still one of those things. I mean, it is, it's a different kind of sport. It's not mandated by the TSSAA as most people are used to here of having the statewide thing with the, the tournaments and, and having all these different kinds of things. It is something that people put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into to make sure that this league stays functional, that it's running properly, that it's run fair, that everything is happening because you don't have a huge group overseeing you. You have different committees uh, full of parents and coaches that are making sure these games go through. And it's just like we talked about Alex, the sacrifice that people are making. You, as a player, what did you, what did you notice as a player and now different maybe as a coach that you see about all the work that's put in to make this thing happen? Right. As a player, you're just focused on trying to win as many games as possible and obviously states the goal, but um, you got to thank every parent that's involved that leads your team. Um, John Hitt was one of our heads as a president um, at the time and kind of oversaw the hockey team my senior year, and I really appreciate everything he did. Uh, my dad got involved a lot, and I can't thank my mom and dad enough for being there for me every step of the way in the sport of hockey. They were there at every game, and that mattered a lot to me. But um, it, it's 
the parents who make this thing go. We just play the games, but they help get the jerseys. They support us. And now as a coach, you see that in even more of a level because they have a lot to do, you know, getting um, dues into the league and paying for ice time and getting ice time picked out. So I had the same amount of respect, if not more, now as a coach for what these parents do to help keep G Nash afloat. And we really appreciate all the time they put into the league. Absolutely. And again, Sam Fleming, he is a writer for Penalty Box Radio, but also a coach for Franklin Hume Fogg BGA and a former player for Ensworth uh, playing high school hockey here in Nashville. You had your, your best, was it your best game of your career? Was that against Centennial where you had seven points, six goals, and an assist? <laughs> that one was pretty, um, pretty, pretty phenomenal to have a double hat trick. But um, the, the one that I'll never forget um, is we were playing Hume Fogg that season and we had the chance to win the tier three title and the game ended up being three to two it was my line mate pete nordland's last game because uh, he was a senior and he set me up on all three goals and uh, a good friend was playing against me in that game and i always remember him and mitchell melnick who was very close to the hockey community and uh, we always think about him and that was just a great game overall but um i had a game that i had eight points where it was like three goals and five assists but some of my favorite, some of my favorite memories were the G Nash All Star Games, though, where you get to play with everybody in G Nash, some of your friends. And one of my great stories is that um, a good friend of mine, Trey, Trey Pafanis, and I were on the starting lineup my senior year, and he came up to me and asked me to be his college roommate. So <laughs> it, it's memories like that, and all my teammates that I got to play with, all the coaches who came through and coached with, uh, for me. Um, Tyler Alkins, Jason Panu, Jason Robinson, Matt Swania in G-Nash. I really appreciate the time they spent. And I know Innsworth's got a great head coach now in Tim McAllister and has a really good eye for that program. Derek Kimbrough and Dylan Wells also there with them as well. But can't thank Innsworth enough for all the years. And you bring up Tim McAllister and Derek Kimbrough. They were two of the guys that when I started playing hockey six years ago that I'd taken classes at A-Game Sportsplex <laughs> were the ones that threw me right into the wolves and trying to do these things where they're doing like all these weird kind of swizzles and whoopsie-doos and everything I'm going, I can't do that. I'm just starting to fall on my butt. But it just shows too how dedicated they are to the hockey community. They've continued to do this for so many years all the time. And, and it's not just like they're part of one team. They're part of so many different right. aspects of it. And I think we see that with so many coaches in GNASH that it's not like they're just coached for one. They're part of the Junior Flyers with Junior Preds with all these different things. They're just diving right into the sport. Right. And Tim was my skating coach. And I remember going out there and skating with some of the Jeffrey on brothers and trying to learn from them. But Timmy, he taught me so much about my skating skill. And one of my other great coaches was Matt Gardner, who I got coached for um, in 2012 and 2013. He was one of the best coaches about getting on you, but in a good way. He wanted you to be a successful hockey player, but wanted you to enjoy the game. And you know, he got, he got a little tough on you, but I appreciated that because now Matt and I are really close and I can't thank Coach Gardner enough and another coach, Coach Pete Neiman, who's always been really good to me. And of course, Todd Gross, um, who's the head coach at Franklin. And we've had a great staff with Josh Brazell and Jack Charles, a former player of his, but Todd's meant a lot to me. I play men's league with him on a weekend basis and um, we've just become really good friends. And the team that he assembled my senior year with the Flyers was something really special because those guys have been the closest friends I've been with, his son Tyler. Um, but uh, I can't thank Todd enough for everything he's done for me. 
And again, it's a special edition of Preds Extra Hockey Day in America. Coming to you from Barra House at Bridgestone Arena. And as a reminder, too, you did mention it, but there's that Gene Ash scholarship application as well. So if there's any parents, players, coaches, you remind your players to apply for that because that's a really big opportunity uh, right there as well. Uh, but going on with this now and transitioning from, from player, you, you also played junior Preds too, right? Correct. So where, what division did you play in and how did that work with playing high school as well? So when I played junior Preds and I played Flyers too and then used to play for the Nashville Chaos when it was a really, when I was a squirt. And um, <laughs> the junior Preds I started playing in 2011, 2012 when I was an eighth grader. But in 12, 13, it was the first year of the AA Elite team. So I couldn't play as much high school. But I think that having the extra time for high school helped me get better for the junior Preds. And that was the year that we made it to the USA Hockey Nationals and finished third that season. And we talk about great memories. I remember we were playing a team from South Dakota up there in uh, North Carolina in Charlotte. And it was two to two. And if we tied or lost the game, we were going home. So we all as a group stood up in the locker room and said, we're not going home tonight. And um, Reed Owens went out there and scored a goal and made it 3-2. to two. And then our line got on the ice, me, Jacob Ellis, and Tucker Day, who's now punting at Mississippi State, <laughs> which is pretty funny. Wow. Um, Tucker feeds me back door. I put it home. I do the biggest celebration I've ever done. It's captured on photos, and that's like the greatest hockey memory I ever have. Ended up being the game-winning goal, and we went on to the knockouts to finish third. But that team just rallied around, and it was so cool to see. And then the next year, we went back to Nationals in Washington, D.C. with a double-A team and just had a great time. But those are the memories, the Flyers and the Junior Preds, that I've made so many great connections with coaches, teammates, parents, that'll last forever and hockey is for everybody and it's become a family to me and uh, I can't thank the people enough who've been in my life most most importantly my parents because they were there every step of the way from getting me to skate my dad got me into the sport when I was really young and just uh, four years old and now I'm 22 so going on 18 years of playing and I can't I can't ask for anything more and, and I know a lot of people that are listening they, they probably went to high school around here or they do have a child that's in high school around here too so there's a lot of things going on the playoffs are going on right now in two different cups that's how it's different they're separated out between the, the Predators Cup and the High End Cup right and so you putting your coaching hat on let's start off first with you where your team is not <laughs> because I want to I want to get your 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 analysis of the Predators Cup. So this is basically what's playing for the state championship, right? Right. So the teams are it's driving down. Brentwood's in there, right? Exactly. Brentwood's a very good hockey team. <laughs> they've done it. <laughs> yes. They know it. They've been there before. That coaching staff's been there before, too. But what else are we looking at here? Who are the favorites to win the state championship for high school hockey right now? It's such an open opportunity because I know NBA and Father Ryan are still much alive, and you have to win another game if you go through that loser's bracket in both leagues to make it to to be the champions. And Brentwood, they're sitting comfortable. They have a chance to get a break, see who they play, and then close it out. And they knocked off NBA, who's been the clear favorites. But you never can count out that NBA team. They have so much good talent. But you can't count out Father Ryan either. That's coaching staff that they've assembled. I got to say, NBA and Father Ryan, when they played each other, the student sections were unbelievable. And that is what Gene Ash hockey is all about. So it's so open in the Predators Cup. I can't really give you a team that I'm favoriting. I'm just interested (laughs) to see who comes out on top. Absolutely. Absolutely. So now looking at the Hind Cup, which is... 
Explain, we have about 45 seconds. So explain the hind cup, what that is, because it's giving other teams an opportunity to still play for something and win, right? right? Yeah, so it's, it's the second tier. Um, they divide the tiers up after the Christmas break, and that's where our team, Franklin Hume Fog BGA, is. And we're still alive. We have to uh, play DCA, MLK, USN to uh, have a chance against JP2, CPA, and Grace Christian for the championship. But we got to focus on it one game at mm-hmm. a time. Still the same bracket, but it's still a good opportunity to get a title that can be considered state. It's not the big one, but it still means a lot to our guys and girls. Um, and it's great to see that GNASH has two divisions. I mean, if anything, we want to compare it to almost like relegation a little bit so people know that you're still accomplishing something. It was just the tier two teams, but you're still competing against all of them to win. And that's what, what's good about the competitiveness level. Absolutely. And even though it's not the Predators Cup, it still means a lot to our Absolutely. guys and, and the girls and the team. And our team has really bought in, and I've been really proud of them how they've played. They lost to JP2, and they've had two tough games against the Outlaws in Innsworth, Nolensville, and they played two of their best games of the season. Came back 3-1 to one to win in the shootout, um, and then 5-1 to one over Innsworth, Nolensville, who's a really good team. And I, if any of them are listening, I just wanted them to know how proud of them I am, and let's just keep our heads down for Wednesday. It's going to be a good one against uh, DCA, USN, and MLK. Absolutely. So, folks, make sure you go check out some local high school hockey. It is a great way to just continue growing the sport and support a lot of these local athletes that do so much to balance their lives and to support all the hard work that are being put into it. Okay, up next on Preds Extra Hockey Day in America Special Edition, we're going to talk sled hockey with Keith Grooms. Also, he's an official, so I want to get all sides of hockey in America. So that's coming up next here on ESPN 1025 The Game. And welcome back to Fred's Extra Special Hockey Day in America edition. Justin Bradford, Sam Fleming coming to you from Barrel House inside Bridgestone Arena as we're leading you into the Preds pregame show. So let's go ahead and continue our talk. We're covering everything, all things hockey in America today. We have Keith Grooms. He is a coach with the Sled Preds and also an official. And he's also, just like Allie in our first segment, traveling right now for hockey. Keith, how's it going? Good, good. So, Keith, where are you? Why are you currently out of town now? Is it your son that has a tournament he's playing in? It is. I coach a Flyers Kiwi team, and uh, we're just coming back now from Evansville. I just got done uh, with a championship game up here, and, and back to Nashville trying to catch a little bit of the game. So, so much traveling for hockey. We see the commitment of parents as well, and you do so much, not even just as that, but as, as, a, as a player and every, as a coach and everything. So let's go ahead and talk about it. We saw this earlier today on NBC is the special feature on sled hockey and how the, the growth in the base here in Nashville with the sled preds and all this. Let's tell people a little bit about the, the sled preds and how you got involved in it and what people should know about the program. Sure. So it's a, it's a great program. We actually have one of the, the largest programs in the country now, and it's probably one of the fastest growing, which is unique uh, just because of the market we're in. You know, it, it is a growing hockey community, and we're seeing that even on the sled hockey side. Uh, we currently have three adult teams and a kids team. So our athletes range from as young as about five or six years old uh, all the way up to, and we have a couple guys, you know, they probably don't want me to share how old they are, but maybe up in their 50s and uh, our core is those 20 to 30 year olds that uh, you know want to get into a sport, want to be active, and we have uh, three different teams at uh, an entry level, a very beginner, just trying to figure out the sport, first time in the sled, uh, and then we have an intermediate team, and then the guys that you saw featured earlier today are on our, our tier one team, uh, playing at the national level uh, in the Midwest Sled Hockey League. 
Wow. And, and I remember a couple years ago, I gave it my shot uh, getting on a sled. And boy, oh boy, is it not easy. I don't think, I, I think a lot of people appreciate it, but they still don't understand how much it takes, how much skill it takes just to balance that sled. What is one other thing that people might not know about sled hockey that would kind of surpri- shock them or surprise them about how much skill it takes? So, so some of these guys, when on that video, you see them flying around out there. They do make it look very easy, just like somebody <laughs> who maybe have never ice skated before. They watch a Preds game. They think, oh, I could do that. Uh, and then they go try it for themselves, and, and they find out very quick uh, how much coordination and balance that it, it takes to, to move around out there in a sled. Uh, you know, not only are they propelling themselves with their, their upper body, their arms, but they also have to stick handle, shoot, receive a pass. Uh, if they do get off balance, stabilize themselves quickly again. Uh, so the upper body strength and core strength is, is just uh, amazing at that top level of what those guys have to do. But another thing that a lot of people don't realize is that it is a full contact sport for our adults. Um, the, the same size ice surface, the same size bowls, uh, and pretty much all the rules in stand-up hockey apply uh, in sled hockey. So the two sports are, are very, very similar between stand-up uh, hockey and, and sled hockey. Keith, this is Sam talking with you, and thanks for joining us here. I just want to ask you, I was watching that piece me. this morning, um, and it was so cool to see how these guys have become a family with each other. And they talk about how they practice three times a week together and are in the gym when they're not on the ice. So just to talk to a little bit about how much the family aspect of them coming together means to you as a coach and a leader of this program. Uh, absolutely. I try to, uh, as a coach, just provide a, a culture of uh, – you know, of guys in an atmosphere uh, at the highest level of competing and looking out for each other and doing things for each other, not just themselves for, for personal gains, but to rely on each other and have that trust out there that the guy next to you is, is working just as hard off the ice uh, as you are. So when they do come on the ice, uh, it all comes together. And, you know, the, the piece was great. And, you know, I definitely want to make sure that uh, people know that, it's not just those three guys. We have a, a, a super squad uh, of talent here in Nashville, and we've had guys move here just to train with us and to join our team in the last year. Uh, and it's a testament to the work that John, Joey, and Ben and some of the others have done off ice to, to kind of attract that environment. And, you know, there's talk of, you know, a couple of guys coming in town next year or we have even this year guys they'll, they'll fly in for the week and, and skate with us and train with us because we do get a lot of ice time and it's very competitive and uh these guys want to be the best and so some of the guys that they might play with on a national team uh, might come in everybody loves coming to nashville anyway um and so that environment that uh, i've i hope that i have helped foster of uh, of competing and uh really put in the work uh, day in and day out has it's helped them get to where they are and it, it just attracts other champions too to come in and, and compete with us and against us absolutely and i saw those guys walking into bridgestone arena getting ready to go on the rink outside in the plaza which was really cool to see but i want to ask a little bit about you and i want to talk about officiating a little bit because you were officiating the uh, secHC <laughs> tournament this uh, past weekend over at Fordyce Center Bellevue and I know you do some local officiating so just talk talk about how you got into officiating 
So for me, I it was my one of my first jobs that I ever had. Uh, you know, I played hockey growing up, and as I was playing, I, I got into officiating. Uh, my father was a big part of that. He he umpired baseball, D1 baseball, and refereed uh, D1 basketball and, and got me into that side of it. And uh, for me, it was a, a, a pathway for me to continue to be on the ice at a high level uh, once I stopped playing. And I think that's kind of a, a missed opportunity for a lot of young hockey players is, you know, we, we all can't go to the NHL. We all can't go play D1 college hockey. Um, but there are pathways for us to, to stay involved in the game at a high level. And that's kind of where I took it uh, after I got done playing. Uh, I focused on refereeing. I actually went to a referee schools and, and referee camps, just like a development camp for, for hockey players to try to get seen and try to hone my craft as an official. And uh, when I was about 19, 20 years old, I got the opportunity to go to uh, the Central Hockey League. It's now part of the ECHL. Uh, and, and it was a linesman there for a few years. And that kept me in the game at a, at a high level. And, you know, now coaching as much as I do, I took some time off from refing. I got back into it the last few years. And it's a, it's a way for me to, to stay in the game and contribute not only on the coaching side but to, to help keep the sport going on the officiating side and it's a it's a lot of fun it's you know, there's a lot of pressure there and you know not going to make everybody happy but uh it's uh it's part of it and it's one of those things you learn how to deal with some of that pressure and some of those comments uh and uh from the game each and every game you have and again, Keith Grooms joining us on a special edition of Preds Extra Hockey Day in America, live from Burr House in Bridgeton Arena. And Keith, you, you talk a little, you touched a little bit on that as well in terms of officiating. What, with the game continuing to speed up all the time, what is one of those challenges that it, for officials? Because we, we see it at every level, the game continues to speed up. The game is getting better and faster. The players are getting better and faster, and officials obviously have to keep up as well. What is the challenge for officials to make sure that they're doing everything that they can to keep up with that as well? Because it's one of those things that officials have pride in their jobs and want to do the best that they absolutely can too as well, right? Absolutely. I mean, I, I work continuously to, you know, so one, mentally make sure that I, I'm focused on a game. I, I know the rules. I know the situation, you know, just above knowing the rules. Uh, knowing how to uh, handle a game in, in situations, but also, uh, especially when I was younger working pro hockey, uh, you know, I was making sure I was working with a, a power speeding coach, and I was in the gym and, and staying uh, as fast as some of these other guys and, and competing on, on that level. So I think that you'd be amazed at the work ethic of some of these officials that are you know, doing college hockey or, or pro hockey and then even uh, NHL how fit these guys really are to keep that uh, not only physical speed but also mentally uh, prepared each and every time they come out on the ice. And so, Keith, are, are there any pro officials out there that you kind of get kind of get a kick out of watching them when they're calling a game? Are, are you a nerd when it comes to officiating? Uh, do you keep track of any of these guys that have some good personalities out there on the ice as well? Yeah, I mean, I don't think you can uh, you know talk about personality with, without talking about you know Wes McCauley and, <laughs> and some of these guys that. Uh, have a little bit more flair, uh, you know. As a as a youth official or, or working some of these college games, you, keep, you try not to have that much flair <laughs> until you until you made a name for yourself. And uh, but you know, growing up, uh, I have Paul Stewart, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. USA Hockey Hall of Fame last year in Nashville. Uh, he's he's one that uh, I got to go to one of his camps, and uh, he he made a few phone calls for me and gave me the. 
Yep, Keith, you still there? Well, looks like we might have lost Keith. I know he's traveling. <laughs> oh, there he is. <laughs> there he is. Keith, we lost you for a second. <laughs> Sorry about that. No problem. But we, we got to get to break. But we would definitely appreciate your time and your insight because it's great things that you're doing there with the sled preds and also just giving some insight and officiating. Because, again, we wanted to cover everything with hockey in America. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. Safe travels to you, Keith. Keith Grooms, sled preds coach. Also an official. I've seen him out there in the SCCHC tournament. We hosted that back at Fort I Center Bellevue just uh, last weekend as well. So it's just great to see that and get that insight from sled hockey perspective because a lot of people don't understand or realize what it's like, but it's just one of those things. Go out there and watch it. It's fast-paced. It is hard-hitting. Boy, oh, boy, is it hard-hitting. It is very, very physical, and people might not realize that. And it's tough, too. You look at the upper body strength those guys have working out, and big big thanks to Keith for being one of those officials who comes out to ref men's league games and G-Nash. It means a lot to have those guys that come around and are dedicated officials to help keeping the game going. Absolutely. Okay, we're going to wrap up our special edition of Preds Extra Hockey Day in America up next where we're going to talk about what you can do to grow the game, how you can be involved, and how USA Hockey continues to grow and the commitment level that it takes to be a part of this and growing the game in the United States of America. This is Justin Bradford and Sam Fleming coming to you from the Borough House at Bridgestone Arena. We'll be right back here on ESPN 1025 The Game. And welcome back to Preds Extra, a special Hockey Day in America edition. Coming to you from Barrow House inside Bridgestone Arena. Justin Bradford, Sam Fleming joining you as we get you ready for the Preds pregame show coming up next to get you ready for the St. Louis Blues at Nashville Predators. And we're talking obviously American hockey and it's it's a big thing right now as we're continuing to see the growth in terms of the NHL draft more and more Americans being selected the U.S. development national team program has been a tremendous part of this as well as we're seeing more and more players come from those programs college hockey continuing to grow American juniors continuing to grow and it's just an exciting time to be a part of American hockey because we're finally seeing that that splurge happen of teams respecting what they see out of American juniors, the Preds even. I mean, drafting out of the USHL and even the N- we're seeing teams get drafted out of the NAHL. So we're seeing more and more of this, Sam, and, and you looking from a perspective of you're way younger and you're just out of this in terms of what you're seeing and knowing guys that have gone different routes and see how they're getting closer and closer. What is your overall just prospecting view of what you're seeing just out of the South in terms of products continuing to come out of here? The, the best thing that I've seen is more and more players from the South are starting to get the opportunities to play at higher level hockey. You look at a guy like Lucas Bond, who's from the area here. He's playing for the University of Alabama Huntsville. Uh, right now you've had guys like Kyle Calamara, who's come through here. He's going up to Maine in the future. But you, you just look at a guy recently in Austin Matthews. He comes from Arizona and is now one of the best players in the league. Jack Eichel, one of the best players in the league. You had Jack Hughes drafted number one overall. His brother, Quinn Hughes, is having a good season. And if you want to go to the Preds, too, you look at Nick Benino and Rocco Grimaldi. Two of the best players right now are American-born players. And it's great to see the American influence in the game of hockey, but the Southern influence starting to grow. And I I remember back, I was talking to you about this before we went on air, when Nashville wasn't as big into the hockey scene. Uh, there were people sitting in here reading books and now everybody's invested <laughs> in the game and more people are playing the game and that's what we're talking about the growth of hockey not only in Nashville but in America 
and it just continues to grow in all of these markets with how popular a sport it's becoming, how many good American players are starting to come around, and influence uh, younger generations as well. And even look at it, for instance, Seth Jones. Yes. And I know that's, that's a little bit of ire for some people because they really miss him now with the player he's become and wishing a good recovery to him because he's dealing with an injury. But Seth Jones and where they took him overall and where you think where he was playing his hockey, Dallas. Yeah, <laughs> in, in Dallas. And in, in Dallas, and Dallas is doing a fantastic job of developing uh, hockey products there, too. And you see it, it takes a while for rinks to get built in time. But Dallas having, what, seven in the metro yeah. area? I mean, and the metro area is big there. There's a lot of traffic. But having that many rinks dedicated to it, I mean, the ACHA National Championships are going to be in, in Plano and Frisco. Mm-hmm. So you have the college hockey for the club level are going to be in the Dallas metro area, which is huge to be supporting that as well. And then Nashville continuing to grow, but you see more products coming out of those areas where it's been a couple generations now that they've had NHL hockey, like Southern Florida, like Southern California, like Arizona. They all had NHL teams before Nashville, and you're seeing more products come out of there, even whether it's the development team program or getting drafted as well. It's coming. It's it's going to happen for Nashville to get a product that's going to be drafted, and that's going to be a very exciting time. Because we talk about Blake Jeffreon, but he played a lot of his hockey outside of Nashville. But it's going to be exciting to have a kid that started his hockey in Nashville as, as a mite <laughs> and is able to say, hey, y'all, at the press conference when he gets drafted. That's what I'm looking forward to is to have that true Southern culture coming in right. and, and have him at the press conference with a big old Southern accent. It's going to be exciting because it shows how the sport is for everyone. And it's not just someone with, that's from the North that it's for, someone from Canada that's for. It really is for everyone. Yeah, hockey is for everyone. That's what we like to say. And we talk about the South growing. You look at a team like we were just at the SECHC tournament, how Arkansas has those all those kids coming right. from Texas. to play on that team. (laughs) Who would have thought Texas? And, you know, they had that very special uh, remembrance of Miracle on the Miracle. Yes. um, What am I trying to say? The anniversary of Miracle. And how much that set the tone for the game. Defeating the unbeatable Soviet Union and then went on to win the gold medal. And I look at guys, I know Nashville fans may not like this name, but Mike Madonna. Right. He really was an influencer for the game as an American. And those players... Even guys like Patrick Kane, who have been in the league for a while and have become top players. Now you see Austin Matthews and Jack Eichel taking the reins of being the top American players. Those players are icons to, to these kids. You look at TJ Oshie, TJ Soshi, the six-year anniversary. Oh, my goodness, yeah. The six-year anniversary of that shootout in Soshi against Russia. How much that meant Phil Kessel, his, uh, his sister Amanda Kessel playing for yes. the U.S., I mean, Johnny Gaudreau, you just can name off how many of these guys are becoming idols for kids our age that want to play hockey. And, and on the other side, you mentioned Amanda Kessel looking at the women's side of it as well, seeing so many of those stars being role models for young girls and showing that, hey, yes, you can go and you can achieve big-time goals like Hillary Knight, Megan Duggan, the, the Lamoureux twins. I mean, you're seeing so many, Brianna Decker. All these big names out there that have gone, they've come to Nashville to, to work with camps with young girls and everything. They've gone all over the place and doing everything they can to grow the game and with the part of the USA Canada series and traveling around there and playing each other as well. But it's, they're becoming role models more and more. And that's what you want to see is more hockey role models out there for everyone. I mean, Willie O'Ree is in town for Hockey Day in America as well. And it was great just to see him and hear him talk about the game, what he, what it means to him just to be a part of the community because that's what it is important to him is to be a part of the community and to be out there and talking to people and be on the ice with the youth out there and playing hockey with them and skating with them. And that's what we, we can do to grow the game is to just be involved 
and be a part of it and be a part of the community to get on the ice. If you've always dreamt of playing hockey, get on the ice and do it. I mean, Chase McCabe has been over here, and he's, he's doing everything he can to get out there and skate because he wants to. I mean, that's what you got to do to get out there is get, get, put some skates on and get out there and, and learn to play because there's so many opportunities out there. It just gives you ba- a greater appreciation for the sport when you get out there and you try it as well. And then you also realize the sacrifice has to be made when you have to get out there and do it too. Absolutely. And you look at the USA Pond Hockey Championships, the Mighty Drunks, a team that you play for. <laughs> We're up there, Colby Collier, doing a great piece on NBC. Just play hockey, whether it's find a pond or go find a rink enjoy the sport you talk about women's hockey the elite three-on-three tournament during the skills competition that was awesome to watch and you talk about hillary knight who's been an influencer for the game for the women's game it means so much to see everybody wanting to get involved in hockey and as a player i just want more people to enjoy the sport of hockey try it you look at St. Louis, the market that's grown up there, the team the Predators are playing tonight. They have so many rinks there, now a Stanley Cup champion, and there's a reason for that. They were a couple of decades of building the program up, and now they're developing top players. Matthew Kachuk, Brady Kachuk, yep. you look at them, they're now top <laughs> players in the league. It's just all about getting out there and trying hockey. You may not go to the NHL, just have fun with the sport of hockey. Absolutely. Go out and play. Reckley's out there for you. And speaking of that, too, is everybody always talks, well, we need more rinks, we need more rinks. Yes, we need more rinks in this area, and you have to be proactive about it. Because you have to be very proactive in your area to make sure that you're going to your representatives, you're going to your city council, you're, you're pestering your mayor, doing everything you can to make sure that there's going to be a rink in your area. And if they push aside the politics, you know that it's going to bring money to your area because of what it can do for tournaments, what it can do for growing youth, and what it can do for giving adults things to do. It gives everybody something to do rather than doing something that may not be the best thing for them. And you put it in the rink. You've got to bring it to them. That's how you make hockey for everyone is you bring the sport to them. Just like how you have it in Antioch. It's a great place to put it because you're bringing hockey to a diverse neighborhood and you're making sure that they understand the sport they can go out and just skate whether it's figure skating or hockey or whatnot you're bringing ice to them you have to do it folks you have to get out there you have to make a stand and demand hockey and ice comes to your neighborhood you it's up to you it's not always up to the politicians or the predators or anything like that it's up to you as the people that serve the community to make sure hockey comes to you We've got to go. It's time for Preds pregame with Darren McFarlane. So stay tuned here. Thanks for tuning in. For Sam Fleming, this is Justin Bradford on ESPN 1025. The game, Preds pregame with Darren McFarlane, is up next.